Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings and welcome to all those listeners out there with The Voice of Healing Radio and also our media uh, podcasts. We just are, are having a wonderful time here at The Reawakening in Dallas. So many uh, people coming up and so many topics. I mean, we're going to have just interviews uh, to wake people up for the next year. Really, we just want to start getting this stuff out every day and every day, right? So, but I'm here, hallelujah, with uh, Scott McKay, Patriot Street Fighters. And uh, brother, your program, it's, it's getting out there. there. I mean, you're reaching a nerve in America right now. I mean, people are listening to you because of what's, what, what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, it seems to be, uh, seems to be that way. Uh, I think in a good way and a bad way. The good way is that it's helping wake people up. The bad way for the criminals and the, what I call the scumbag class in this world that's pulled the levers of power that's wrecked humanity, it's not going very well for them because we're spotlighting everything that they've done to us and against us. Uh, now that the people can see it clearly, they're starting to, you know, you hear some murmuring a year ago. It's turned into more of kind of a, a complaint and that complaint's gonna turn into a full force, uh, in my opinion, a counter on all this stuff. So it's, it's, it's working out there. Well, there's, you know, when I first came to the reawakening uh, co uh, conferences, I began to notice that, you know, okay, you know, this, you know, we're getting the word out, this and that, but since the first time I came till now, there's just been a massive shift organizations rising up, people can combating the government, coming against their their rights, uh, the firemen banding together, the police forces banding together, all because of what's happening here. And I see a shifting that's happening, Scott, within this. And I know you've been out, you've been on tour. What are you seeing out among the general public? Yeah, there's no question. Outside of these reawakening tour uh, re re reawaken America events. We're seeing it uh, boots on the ground, um, smaller venues, um, more frequent, uh, traveling from state to state, small town to small town or city to city. And uh, the reason we went with the second phase of the tour, the first one was an outdoor venue type of uh, sort of run and shoot offense tour schedule this summer. Uh, great turnouts. Uh, what I did notice is that people were coming out looking for hope. A lot of people are coming out to tell their story on how they're fighting. Scott, you've taught us to fight ever since you've done this show or that show or said these things, I'm in the fight now. Even nice. if it's just going to a school board meeting to do nothing and sit and listen, which is the ignition point for something to happen, that was important. Uh, what we found out with the Patriot Street Fighter Tour this summer is now having the ability to engage these people. Of course, we have 
speakers that come out, people like Mel Kay, Mike Chaco, Christian Northrup, a lot of people that are here come out and speak. But we spend a considerable amount of time after that part in a meet and greet because people, they want to come up, shake your hand, get an autograph, get a photograph. They want to tell you their story. They want to tell you, this is what I'm doing. I'm in the fight. Um, and for me, that's putting your finger on the pulse of the country because even though you, know, you don't have 50 million people you're meeting, it's a cross section. And the people that have never done anything in their life politically or otherwise are doing something because they want their country back and their courage is rising. Inspiring Amen. to watch. So you're, you're literally seeing people that normally just are doing nothing. All of a sudden, these people are rising up, people that you should sit back and watch. Now they're getting into the battle. Now they're getting into the fight. I got to tell you a great story. It happened in Tulsa, first event. So... I, I had no idea that what Patriot Street Fighter had become. Clay Clark was the one that helped me discover it. I got invited to Tulsa. Went into a hallway to go to the bathroom, and then it started the convergence. And I was blown away by that. It was it was incredibly uh, overpowering experience for me. It was very endearing to meet all these people that were self-identified Patriot Street Fighters. It started when we were introduced on stage before the event started. Just Clay's introducing. You come out. This is here's here, here who's here this weekend. So... When I turned around after that faced the VIP seats, uh, they were kind of holding this line back and they wanted pictures and autographs. I'm like, what's going on? I didn't know. And so that it happened, it went on for an hour. It's one lady right here. And she just stood there for 25 minutes roughly and stood back about six feet. People kept passing her and passing her. I finally looked over at her and I said, come on over here. And she came over and she said, I'm a little shy. I said, I'd have never guessed that. And she smiled and she goes, I just wanted to tell you, Scott, that I'm in the fight now. I said, really? What are you doing? And she said, well, she said, I, I went to my first school board meeting. I went all by myself. I didn't say anything, but I went. And I said, that's what getting in the fight is. And, and she said, next, she goes, next month, I'm going to go and I'm taking a friend with me. Of course, I'm fired up. And I said, that is what the fight is. Here's what's going to happen. You are going to finally listen to the bullshit coming from these people on these school boards, truly the stupidest people in America occupy these positions. You're gonna hear this for week after month after month, and finally, you're gonna say, you know what? And you're gonna ask a question or make a statement against the nonsense, and what you're gonna find is, you're gonna have 10 people behind you say, yeah, what she said, and they'll start the energy barrage on them, and yeah. it'll start the whole thing in motion. And so when I put my arm up like this to slap her high five, I was so pumped. I gave her a high five. I nearly dislocated her shoulder. You could tell. And she was like, but she recaptured herself and she was all fired up Patriot Street Fighter. So that was the most endearing one I saw. And there's been literally thousands of these that I've had all through the year. Nice. People tell me these stories. So to me, watching this, this Christ consciousness of power rising in these people to say, you know what? There are money changers. There are tables. And you don't ask these people to leave. You throw them out. Yeah. If you, however you do that, but you have to meet these with these people with the same force with which they operate to drive them out of power. Yeah. Oh, no, honestly, I mean, until we stand up and get into the fight and start saying, hey, I'm just not going to sit here and, and, and condone this type of behavior, this type of mindset. I, I literally got up in front of our church and I said, those of you that are Democrats and refuse to change, you need to leave. And, <laughs> and, and that, my people were shocked. They were shocked. They said, you can leave. I just fell in love with this man. Oh, my God. There's a Patriot Street said, Fighter. Or either you come, up, you come up and repent because wow. the Bible says, you know, that we have to be in one accord. Oh, you, 
You would not believe, and I'm not talking about from the church. I'm talking about talking about this on, on, on television and on the radio. I've been attacked by pe- people that, that say they're pastors, and I start asking them questions. I say, you're no, no pastor. Who are you? Well, who, you're a phony. Who are you? What are you, what are you really doing out there, right? And, and uh, what are you, a communist trying to, trying to catch me on the Bible? Because not, it's not going to happen, right? But literally, the response from my church was overwhelming because they came in. I had people coming up. I have to repent. I have to repent. I have to repent. Because I, I put it on the line. I said, how are you going to vote for people that are in abortion? How are you going to vote for people that are killing babies and tell me that you're a Christian because the Bible says that God gives leaders after the people's hearts. So that means in your heart there's something wrong. So you need to come up and repent. And, and you know what the crazy thing of was, Scott? is when all that repentance happened, the church exploded. Oh, the energy had just the spiritual energy. Oh, I'm not just talking about that. Numbers Numbers. of people coming in. You know why? People people grabbing onto the message, saying, you know what? This man of God might be tough, he might be rough, but he, he, he fights for truth. And that's the bottom line. So I was actually telling uh, Mickey Willis this story. So uh, last, last uh, in, in, in San, uh, San Antonio, he goes, oh, you're, you got to come up. you got to receive one of our awards. I said, I don't need an award for that. I said, it's just common sense. But I have been telling pastors over and over, get off the bench, get into this fight, because you're the guys that are really holding this back. If well, we get the it. pastors into this you said it. and quit playing around, well, I, I don't have no political view. Well, in Lexington, they had a political view when they were being shot on the front lawns with the, with the, with the, uh, the English army. Mm-hmm. And they decided they were going to fight the British. Those first shots that won this country were pastors, were Christians they were. that fought for our constitutional rights, that fought for our religious freedoms. That's why these people hate us. Because they know that our constitution is set up under the Bible. They know that our freedoms are God-based, biblically-based. And that's why they can't stand us. You know, most of these pastors think that fight's a dirty word. It's a bad word. You know, I said this when I first walked up to you. You invited me down to your church. And I said, any pastor who allows Patriot Street Fighter through his doors is a badass. After what you just told me, you absolutely earned it, uh, making a statement like that. But the simple fact is, you know what the people want? They want men with balls. They want men who, who will look right at the enemy and say, this will not stand. And that's the only reason why this whole Patriot Street Fighter movement blew up because I blew a gasket when I sat back many years, 2006, 90 to 2006, elective politics, I'm done. It's corrupt. I want to be a United States Senator, no more. Went on my business life. Trump makes his announcement. I see it. I, I, I never saw him coming. I said, there he is. I never saw him coming. And of course I went public, social media, and he won. And then uh, I, I rescinded because the insanity was off the chart. So I sat back and watched them pummel this man like, Nobody has been on this planet. Yeah. So then, uh, then they deploy and their, their new weapons, Antifa and BLM. Watching this nation's leadership stand by while these cities are being burned, elderly being beaten with clubs in the streets in front of their, their, their shops or stores, yeah. burning everything down, they did nothing. That's when I blew a gasket. Mm. I started the Tipping Point Revolution Radio, and that was 10 months before the live stream that I did went nuclear. But it all started out to be radio show on human consciousness and spiritual ascension. I joke about this all the time. 
within five minutes and turned into this high octane, full throttle truth hammer and all these scumbags destroying humanity. And I couldn't stop myself every time I tried, but I realized that I was put here and I was being channeled by my creator to go fight a war in the worst way possible. And as far as my language, I always say, I'm glad my mother's not alive so I could see the look on her face when she hears the way I speak today in this world. But uh, I decided I am no longer going to allow the, the semantics of words to stop me from using them as a weapon. And I'm not going to allow anybody to use my virtues against me on any level. I'm going to go after this. It, every weapon that I've got, Saul Alinsky method, attacks, insults, name-calling, ridicule, as I'm outing their crimes because these yeah. people are Satanists, pedophiles, they're thieves, they're everything in the power, or they're ca- even worse than all that, they're cowards. Want to get plugged into the Voice of Healing? Stream hours of VOH content on any device from home or on the go. Get access to all the teachings and programs that the Voice of Healing is streaming worldwide and be an integral part of what the Lord is doing in the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen. Sign up today by heading to voh.church watch. They're in leadership positions like a number of AGs who will not step up with Dr. David Martin's evidence and prosecute because they're worried about a political move made against them. This country wasn't built on that and it sure as heck won't survive on it. That's why this operation, I say Patriot Street Fighter, is the great smoke out operation. We're gonna find out who's who, who's playing for humanity, who's playing for the, for the other side. You know, Scott, I, I mean, what you're saying resonates among people and I, and I understand that intensity. I, you know, when I first, uh, when the Lord brought me into the ministry, I, I was a fighter, I was literally a fighter. But I began to realize that uh, as we started getting into this battle, there was something way off. So, you know, all these people used to love Trump. Now, why are they, why are they attacking this guy in, in the barrage that they are? And literally, I began to realize this guy was exposing the pedophilism and all this. And now we're seeing it starting to come out. Now we're seeing what was happening behind the scenes. I think Mickey Willis, in his documentary, the... Um, pandemic is a real eye-opener for people to begin to understand what was really going on because he was getting to the point that these people were going to be exposed. They knew that. That's why Democrats came after him so hard. That's also why why, uh, Republicans didn't stand up to the fight. The worst. Yes. Ayn Rand said this in the 20s when she came here to be a screenwriter from Russia. And of course, she became the most prominent philosopher of the 20th century, objectivism, which I became a disciple of all of her works. I've read all of them. Uh, outside of the idea of her being an atheist, that's the one thing that didn't settle on me. But one, I did ask a good friend of mine, uh, I went to his Behavioral Science Institute, he's a, a PhD in Behavioral Science, and I said, you know, he's a Baptist minister, and I said, um, the problem I have with this is that this is, she describes everything that my soul understands and believes, but she's an atheist. He said, why does that bother you? I said, because she's an atheist. He said, Scott, look, all truth comes from God. It doesn't matter who says it. But Ayn Rand said, the true e-, now this is in the 20s or 30s, the true evil in this country, not the liberals, it's the conservatives. She said, the liberals will tell you flat out, if you give us power, we're going to turn this into a socialist nightmare, basically. Yeah. The conservatives say, if you give us power, we'll stop it. How has that worked out for us in 80 years? 
Look at the 94 Republican Revolution. It was the greatest night of my life when it happened. 52 seats in the House, 12 in the Senate. I thought to myself, we are going to regain this country. Yeah. And then what happens? By the time 96, 97 rolls around, here's Gingrich. Uh, he's, he's conceding to the Democrats uh, on the budget shutdown. He concedes. You've got now the impeachment against, against uh, Clinton which the, the House Judiciary Chairman, or, or Trent, not Trent, Trent Lott was the um, majority leader, they narrowed the focus of all of these crimes that David Shippers, liberal Democrat from Chicago, Clinton voter and fundraiser, who came in as a House investigator on behalf of the Republicans, stated that the crimes against, against this country by the Clintons, both of them should have them both removed, not just from the White House, in prison for life. Yeah. Two people came to see this, this, all these crimes under Sergeant Arms, nobody else. Not only that, is that the reason they narrowed the focus to Monica Lewinsky, because Trent Law and the Republicans did not want to remove Clinton from power because that puts Al Gore in, and come 2000, it's impossible, nearly, to remove a sitting president from that seat. So they, they politically strategized for themselves and their own power, burned down the Constitution. And we have, so now we gave Republicans power. What it, they forked us over again. Now what happens whenever we hit Bush? We get the biggest spender since LBJ. Look at 2010 or 2012 when the Republicans miraculously took the House back from the Democrats. I think it was like 83 freshman seats. Everyone on Tea Party, we will not back up on these budgets. You put me in, the, the, line, the buck stops here. I drew a line in the sand. We're not gonna bust budgets. 80 or 67 of these 83 freshman Republican, Republicans that went in 67 buckled and voted for the very first vote, busting the appropriations bill wide open again. That's when I said, you know what? This country is over. Now, Trump shows up. But now I understand why she says what she says, because the people destroying this nation is not the Democratic Party. It's the Republican Party. They are the guardians for this nation. They faked us out for generations and decades, and they keep knifing us in the back. That's when I changed everything about who I go after. I don't care what party it is. There's a couple, of, there's a couple of AGs in this country I'm about ready to torch because of what they're not doing to save this country or turn this, return the stolen diamonds of the 2020 election. There's no way we can operate at this level anymore because the country's pushed to the brink. And if we do not full throttle go in reverse by going after all these people, I don't care how much the country loves them, I can now spot them. I can spot them a mile away. It's been my passion for 30 years. So when I see them, they're going to find out I'm coming because there's nobody else in the country will call these people out because they're Republicans. Sure. To me, I identify them as they're, they're either the enemy or they're working with us. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is, I mean, if if they're within our camp and they're and they're just letting this stuff slide, it, it's hurting us more than the other side that's declaring what they want to do, right? But, but clearly, I'm, I was talking to uh, Patrick Byrne and some of these other guys that are now in the in the the balloting that's happening like what in Maricopa County. And now you're seeing this, this switch where people want to know, they're, they're realizing, I talk to Democrats all the time, that are telling me that they know that the election was stolen. See, really? That this is not anymore wow. uh, uh, false, or this isn't you know, some, some scheme. They're saying we know something was wrong. And wow. that in itself tells me that people are waking up to this election fraud that happened. And it's time that people stand up in the same way with the vaccinations and start telling people, this is fact. Well, why do you want to just listen to one side and not listen to both? This is going to affect you. This is going to, I don't care what side you're on. It's going to affect your kids. 
Do, do you want to sterilize your kids with this stuff all over somebody building, whether it's a war trust or whatever else they got going on? Mm-hmm. We're in a fight right now, and you need, to, you need to get your head out of the sand. You need to get into the fight. You know, these people, you made a very good point. These people who may be on that side, and they love the result, they have abide, they have stolen elections. What they don't understand is this. Once that power axis shifts away from their people and goes the other way, now that they've set the president, what do you think the other side's going to do? Same thing. Sure. And, what, and if they don't, people don't believe that's true, ask yourself this. How did the party of the working class man, the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. now gravitate to the Republican Party because we now know in a country the Democrats are for the rich, big tech billionaires, and the Republican Party is quote unquote for the working man. If yes. people don't think that the, dyna- the dynamics of, p- of politics shift, there's no greater example than that right there. And those people who are happy with these results, uh, even though they know it's stolen, they have to ask themselves a question. What if you get a Republican who becomes an absolute Hitler-esque tyrant yeah. What are you going to do then? Because we only get one of those, and then it's over for everybody. Exactly. You know, I was talking to Bianca Garcia, Latinos for Trump. She was sh- showing me uh, the the uh, uh, the statistics that came out by the Wall Street Journal just yesterday about the Latino community is transferring over to the Republican Party. Like, the numbers are huge. And she was interviewed by uh, Fox News and basically asked, do you really think this is what's happening, right? And she says, I can see it happening. Because why? Latino community, they are, a, they are uh, conservative in their thoughts. They're, they're more about family. They're more about, you know, their faith. I'm watching a shift happening. It, it, it is happening. People are starting to wake up. And they're... And people are now becoming more and more vocal against the, the craziness, the stupidity, the forced uh, agendas. Oh, we're going to cut you off of Twitter, or we're going to cut you off of YouTube, or, or whatever else. People are seeing what's happening. And now I think those people are stepping over and saying, we're going to push back also. What do you, what were, in your tour, were you seeing that? I'd have to say I don't see it, and I'll tell you why. Because I see everybody, I don't... I can't differentiate between race or ethnic creed. It's just, mm. I, I've had that about me all of my life. So now if somebody said, pay attention, look out for it, I'd pick it out. Yeah. But I just see nothing but beautiful Americans every day. So I can't see this. I can't discern that. Yeah. But I believe it's true. It'll be a shift though. I'll tell you why. Um, I talked to a, um, a Mexican businessman probably 10 years ago or less, living in Las Vegas. His mother, his... his uh, it must have been biological mother, it was an adoptive mother, I forget which, it was in an earthquake in Mexico. His mm. biological mother lived in Las Vegas. She reached out to have him come to the United States. He came here, couldn't speak English, found a way to go to college, become educated, whatever. But he sat down and explained to me one time, he said, Scott, these people aren't going to be Republicans. They're not going to be conservative. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you got to understand something. Yes, you talk about family values. They stay together, live together. He said, that's because they're so poor. He said, I know. I grew up in Mexico City. He said... When they come to the United States, they're looking for the Democratic Party ideology, he said, because what they've learned all through their years in Mexico is the only way you're going to get a, hand, a, a step up is somebody up. has to give it to you, and that has to be somebody in a position of power. So you come to the United States, and then you have the Democratic Party saying, well, I'm in power, and I'm going to give you things. In their mind, they associate with their 
their ho- their home country upbringing uh-huh. that I got to vote for these people because in this paradigm that's built in here, people have to give you something to give you a step up in that world, and that's always a person in a position of power. They associate the Democratic Party with that. Now, if what you're seeing is true, that isn't. That's not just a remarkable shift. It's a stunning shift, which is incredibly encouraging. And well, actually, I mean, what Bianca was saying to me, it's like you're not getting rid of, around this because if, if Wall Street Journal is putting these numbers out, and she's saying I think they're conservative numbers, then we're we're going to see a massive shift. I mean, yeah, you know, that's very exciting. I I'm not only excited about it, but. I, I I do see a shift in things that are happening. I, I look at it this way, Scott. You know, the early church, the Bible, they, they believe that there was a 6,000-year uh, plan to God's agenda, days equal to 1,000 years. And in the same way God created the earth in six days, the seventh day he rested, that in 6,000 years, everything would shift into the kingdom. And from Adam, from Adam till Jesus was 4,000 years, and Jesus till now is 2,000 years, we're at 6,000 years. The Bible says first the natural and then the spiritual. We're watching a battle in the natural and the government because God's getting ready to bring his government into the earth. And I don't care which way you cut it, God's going to win. Jesus is going to win this battle. Brother, I really enjoy talking to you. I mean, I, you know, when you, when you get somebody that has a, a, a good topic, at the time just seems to go like that. Yeah. But uh, for those of you that are out there, I'm with Scott McKay. Um, how can people get a, get a hold of you? Get more literature, get in contact, and uh, and help support what you're doing, Scott. Yeah, everything can be found for our mission at PatriotStreetFighter.com. You know, or we do get burned down on YouTube channels. I'm on my 31st YouTube channel in 10 months, uh, and uh, but we have uh, everything is up on Rumble, and those links, uh, icons can all be found at PatriotStreetFighter.com. American Media Periscope is handling all my broadcasting now, so you know you can always stumble across what we do over there, but yeah. not hard to find. Nice. Well, we appreciate having you, brother, and and I'm looking forward to working with you, yeah. doing some more together. My pleasure. Amen. Believe me, you will be. Bless appreciate you. It. You bet. God for all me. those of you that are out there in Voice of Healing, we just want to thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps. The Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.